turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It's the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on a Friday evening. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. My, how things change. Uh, Hertz, you know the car rental folks? Yep. Uh, Back in 2021, Hertz announced publicly they are moving to electric vehicles. Not only were they going to buy other brands, they were going to acquire at least 100,000 Teslas. Yeah, as well as Chevy Volts and, uh, you know, the other ones. A Mercedes has an electric. Hertz was going to move big, big, big time to electric vehicles. That was in 2021. They were going to acquire at least 100,000 Teslas alone to help build its EV electric vehicle fleet. Well, that was then. It seems not many people want to rent an electric vehicle. Not many people want to rent a Tesla And so yesterday afternoon, in a quiet announcement, they announced, um, well, we're going to be selling um, about 20,000 of our Teslas. Yeah. It's called offloading. Yep. They're going to offload approximately one-third of their entire EV fleet. Well, they're probably worn out. Well, no, no. Uh, Quote, the uh, rental car giant said it would allocate funds it gets from selling the vehicles. What are they going to do with the money they get from the Teslas that they're selling? Again, quoting, The retail car giant said it would allocate funds it gets from selling the vehicles toward purchasing more internal combustion engine vehicles to meet customer demand. In other words, people don't want the electric vehicles. So they're going to sell at least one-third of all the electric vehicles they have. They're going to take the money that they get from the electric vehicles, and they're going to purchase, and I'm quoting, more internal combustion engine vehicles to meet customer 
demands. Hertz said, quote, the company expects this action to better balance supply against expected demand of EVs. This position the company this will pardon me this will position the company to eliminate a disproportionate number of lower margin rentals and reduce damage expense associated with EVs. Now, I am absolutely fascinated by that language, and I've tried to find clarification, and I can't find any. But let me read it to you again, and then you can reach your own conclusion. I know my conclusion. Quote, the company expect, and this is from Hertz. This is a, an official statement from Hertz. The company expects this action, that's selling off, at least one-third of all their electric vehicles. The company expects this action to better balance supply against expected demand of EVs. This will position the company to eliminate a disproportionate number of lower-margin rentals and reduce damage expense associated with EVs. Now, I take that to mean they're not very reliable and they're incredibly expensive to work on. They are called lower margin rentals. So not only does no one want them. Now, you know what? If I was renting uh, from Hertz for one day from, uh, you know, the airport to the hotel— I'd love a Tesla. I would love to just, I've, I've said this over and over again, I would love to just drive one, even if it was around the block. I'm a car guy. I, I, I would really enjoy that. Do I want to buy one? Uh-uh. No, I don't want one. But I'd love to buy one. They are planning on selling the Teslas with prices as low as 20000 Dollars, some will have price tags below twenty thousand dollars. So, uh, if you've always because you know, I mean the the entry level Teslas aren't they? At least forty five thousand, all the way up to eighty ninety thousand for a Tesla. So, if you have been wanting to get a Tesla. Uh, Check out with Hertz. You might be able to buy one cheap. So what a change from the fall of 2021 when they said they're going to go whole hog into uh, electric vehicles. Uh, So let's see. Uh, CEO Stephen Schur of Hertz said in late October of last year, electric vehicles were approximately 11% of its overall pool of vehicles. Its global fleet averaged 590,000 vehicles, including uh, EVs in the third quarter. So they're going to dump a good portion of those. Interesting. The... uh, 
And I just wonder what the federal government is going to do about this, because it's the federal government that has been pushing, pushing, pushing this whole electric vehicle thing. And uh, we've been told this is the newest, this is the latest, this is the greatest. And people with common sense, which obviously is not everybody, uh, people with common sense realize the electric grid in America currently, right now, is at capacity in many parts of the country. And yet, we are expected, all of us, to buy an electric vehicle and plug it in in our garage? Yeah, it's not working. So, like I said, if you have a Tesla, uh, let's work out. Let me just drive it around the block, and then I'll be happy to, I started to say, hand you the keys back, but I don't think they have keys. I think they have fobs. I don't know. I've never been in a Tesla. But isn't that fascinating? Hertz. Yeah, that was a flop. That was a mistake. We're getting out of the electric car business. Isn't it interesting how many government programs go belly up so quickly? All right. Call Hertz and buy a Tesla. We'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to uh, Bob Bernie Live on this Friday afternoon. The Iowa caucuses are quickly approaching this coming Tuesday. Bad, 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 bad weather is being forecast very cold, lots and lots of snow. And all of the candidates are saying, it's okay, turn out anyway, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. And uh, the turnout is going to be fascinating. I think it's almost certain that Donald Trump is going to win the Iowa caucuses unless something really weird and strange happens. Now, the only thing I can imagine would be that the Trump supporters are so confident of their win that they would just say, hey, it's cold, it's windy, it's snowy. They don't need my vote. Trump's going to win anyway. So I don't know, but it looks like it. I just want to issue another warning and reminder. Folks, listen. No politician is your Messiah. No politician is the Savior of America. None. Nobody. Nobody is the Messiah. Nobody is the Savior, including Donald Trump. From the first time that Donald Trump showed up on the political scene, coming down the elevator at the beginning of that primary campaign, I have been very, very concerned about the messianic attitude that many of his followers have. I'm really concerned about it. And for many, it's it's not getting any better. I told you yesterday about the new video that was produced by some of his supporters. 
he didn't do it, his campaign didn't do it, that basically presented him as the Messiah. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Now, am I telling you or anybody else not to vote for Donald Trump? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. You vote for the best candidate. All right? You vote for the best candidate. But make sure that you're objective. All right? I will say it again. I've said it hundreds of times. I think the Trump presidency was a great, great success. I do. I thought his presidency was greatly successful. There were some glaring failures. He didn't build the wall. And Mexico certainly did not pay for it. And Donald Trump knew from the very beginning Mexico would not pay for the wall. He knew that. Did he lie? I think he purposely exaggerated for political purposes. But he knew Mexico wouldn't build it. And he promised that in his four years the presidency he would finish the wall. He didn't. Not even close. Now, he accomplished some other wonderful things, like moving the the uh, Israeli embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. My goodness, the Abraham Accord, which is, was an incredible accomplishment, and other accomplishments as well. I'm just warning you, vote for the best candidate. And you need to understand, and, and again, it sounds like I'm really hammering Donald Trump I'm not. I'm just trying to challenge you to be an LTD, to think, listen, think, and discern. And to understand, if you vote for him, and that's fine, uh, he is not a conservative. Never was. He is a populist. Donald Trump is not a conservative. He is a populist. Here's another example of it. Headline, Trump criticizes heartbeat laws Again, in remarking on the heartbeat bill in Florida, which is similar to the heartbeat bill that we passed here in Ohio, but has been destroyed by the uh, issue one not long ago, Donald Trump called the heartbeat bill that all of us here in the pro-life community in Ohio fought so hard for. We fought and fought and fought and fought for the heartbeat bill. Donald Trump said it's horrible. Well, he did. No, he wasn't talking about Ohio. He was talking about Florida, but it's the same thing. He said it was horrible. Or terrible. Terrible. Pardon me. Terrible. Uh, Is he pro-life? For the most part. Uh, Was he the most pro-life president we've ever had? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Has he moderated his position on the life issue since he was first elected president? Yes. And when asked about the heartbeat bills specifically and what he said about Florida's heartbeat bill, he said this, and I quote, I will say this, you have to win elections. Otherwise, you're going to be back where you were. You can't let that ever happen again. You've got to win elections. Now, that is spoken as a true 
populist. He's basically saying the the position of being completely, totally pro-life and passing legislation like the heartbeat bill will destroy your chances of getting elected. And as a true populist, he said, if you don't win the election, you can't get anything uh, done. So he has moderated his views on abortion and life for purely, listen to me, purely political purposes. And that's just the truth. Now, is that good political strategy? Probably. From a purely political standpoint, that probably is good political strategy. Is it a true pro-life position? No. No. So, again, my plea, as it has always been, don't give blind loyalty to anybody except Jesus. Nobody. Hey, listen, there are people who have blind loyalty to Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Don't do it. Look at all the people that blind loyalty to Joe Biden. Don't do it. No one has deserved your blind loyalty other than Jesus himself. As I continue to say, be involved in the political process. Learn, vote, support good candidates. But don't give up your ability to think. And certainly, do not be blindly loyal to anybody. Don't do it. Don't do it. Whether it's Trump or DeSantis or Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or anybody else, just don't do it. No politician is our Messiah or our Savior. None. None. All right, to those leaving us on AM880, have a great weekend. Remember whose you are. To everyone else, hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> 